Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Stare Down. It's our regular sports talk and real estate show with four guys from around the country. It's the regular foursome back in play. Shay, good to see you back, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well because the Trailblazers are 10 and 3. Yeah, man. Second second place in the in the West, I, I believe leading the, the Northwest division. Is that right? That is correct, my friend. And we are, have our regulars, Bill and Todd, joining as well. What's up, boys? Not much. Uh, let's see. The Lightning are leading the uh, league in points. That's all I can say because the yeah. Bucks suck. Yeah. Well, and the uh, and the Blue Jackets are in first place in the Atlantic. So uh, that's our NHL moment. There uh, you go. Good. Good. But we, we just got NHL out of the way. Uh, yeah. Todd, what's going on in the ATL, babe? Oh man, the Falcons lost to the Browns. Ooh, so. yes. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, next. <laughs> and uh, my, my, my can we talk about Matt Ryan really fast, Sean? So, sure. Todd, Todd what, 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 what are they saying about that whole episode? So, are you specifically talking yesterday or yeah, Matt yesterday. Ryan in general? Matt Ryan yesterday so, in the locker room. It was a uh, it was a travel day for me yesterday, so I didn't see much of the game. Okay. Um, followed a lot on my phone, um, but the Falcons admitted the guys admitted they came out flat, and yeah. um, I guess you can't come out flat against a hungry uh, hungry Browns team. So okay. um, can't really comment on yesterday's game. But go ahead, I know you got something. No, no, I, he just had a little bit of a meltdown. Uh, that that if you if you go online and look for the uh, not safe for work version of it, it's pretty funny. I think someone doctored it up. It's it's pretty funny. So I, I thought you'd seen that. So that's all right. <clears throat> You'll have to look for it. He's looking for it right now, late ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, guys, we got a lot of a lot of sports to talk about, especially a lot of football. Mm. Um, but but obviously having Shea back in the building, we got some NBA to catch up on. But let's just quickly hit on uh, some Major League Baseball news. Um, rookies of the year were announced. Um, and Todd, one's in your backyard, uh, Acuna, and mm-hmm. Atani is the American League uh, Rookie of the Year. Probably not a surprise on that one. I think we probably predicted that early in the season. And then, Shay, you just dropped some knowledge right before we went on the air about J.D. Martinez, uh, star of the Red Sox. Tell us what he did today. First time ever that one player has received two Silver Slugger awards for two different positions in the same season. He won the Silver Slugger Award for the DH position as well as left field. Wow. It's pretty impressive that there's not any other left fielders in the American League. Um, you know, but, I mean, obviously his power is across the season, right? Or did they, did they rank his at-bats as a left fielder and his at-bats as a DH? Um, I'm I'm not sure how that works, Bill. You probably know better. No, I mean they had to because he he had to he had to almost split that time up to even be considered. You know, it had to be kind of a fifty fifty thing because if he played the vast majority and left and you know twenty or thirty games at uh, DH, they wouldn't let they wouldn't do that. So yeah, he must have split it up. Which is look, he he came out of the National League, right? He he played uh, for the D backs. Um, I think he was at the Astros the last year they were an NL team, and then they switched to the American League while he was there. So he he is an outfielder. 
he's not a Edgar Martinez. He's not one of those just a DH kind of a guy. So good for him. I mean, yeah, hell of a year. One other baseball nugget I saw, Joe Maurer going to retire after 15 <laughs> years uh, in the Twins organization. So kind of neat to see someone who kind of started and ended with the same team. Yeah. I'll end my uh, um, my baseball talk with this for you, Sean. I had a Sean Carpenter moment. Didn't uh, didn't um, chronicle it like you would do, but my Uber driver from to, to the airport in Boston, leaving NAR, was uh, played in Double A level for the Twins up to the Double A level for five years. Wow. And he's from the Dominican Republic, and we had a great conversation because I'm just peppering him with questions about being a catcher. And how much did you talk to the players? Did you ever ask for somebody to be hit? Did you, did you ever start a fight at the plate? I mean, I had a great time with this guy. But think about it. You're playing behind Joe Maurer. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know if he was still at first at that – or moved to first yet. But uh, just an interesting guy. And he, he, So he knew Fort Myers because he knew, he knew Florida. We were talking about Florida. That's cool. When I knew he'd been at Fort Myers for a few years, I go, baseball? And he said, uh, yeah. And it was, it was a great conversation. So, anyways, I, it was my Sean Carpenter moment of the week. Awesome. Well, let's let's jump over to NBA because hey, – hey, hey, guys, Sean, before we go to NBA, I got one cool baseball thing I wanted to drop on you guys too. 84-year-old Jim Elward won $100,000 in the Massachusetts lottery. He picked five numbers based on Red Sox players. He picked the numbers of Devers, Benettini, Bradley, Priscilla, and Pierce. Oh, no. And he actually won. Hundred thousand dollars in the lottery. <laughs> it just it just keeps getting better for fucking Fox Nation. Oh my god! Good for him, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good. That's a good. A good little stat there, Shay. Thanks for sharing that one. Uh, let's turn to the association. Uh, Shay, you've been gone the last couple of weeks, so good to have you back. First of all, been a been a good start to your your season. Um, I was just looking kind of at, at the record. You guys are what ten three, um, and it's been interesting because obviously. Um, uh, Lillard has been your your leading scorer in most of the games, but McCollum dropped a forty point game in there. And uh, is it Darick or Dodgic? Um, who, who's your other? There was one guy. There was one game where it wasn't McCollum or Lillard that was the uh, leading scorer. Nurkic. Nurkic. Yes. Nurkic. And Nurkic. Three times. Uh, three times Lillard has been high scorer with over forty. He dropped a forty two, a forty one, and a forty. So. They're, they're yeah, it, oddly enough, so yeah, they're they're playing great basketball. Dame, Dame is Dame, Damian Lillard's Dame. Um, but CJ McCollum was actually announced today as Western Conference Player of the Week. Um, they're doing some interesting things with CJ. So CJ typically plays off the ball, more of a spot up mid range type guy. Mm-hmm. They're putting the ball in CJ's hands a lot more and allowing him to score, and it frees Dame up to do a lot of different things off the ball. So it's not so much focus on. Dame and the basketball, you kind of spread out the will. Um, Evan Turner's emerged as an elite defender in the NBA, which is something that's really cool to see. He's able to guard three to four positions night in and night out. So he's a that's great really dude. exciting. He played here at Ohio State. He's just a really likable character. Yeah. So, I mean, the Blazers on the roll, they're one game out of first place in the Western Conference. So, um, now here's, watch my, out. here's my here's my go deep stat of the week. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, Portland Trailblazers go on a six game roadie. It's their second longest road trip of the of the year. They play a seven game road road trip at the end of February into March. Um, interesting road trip, Shay. Let's get your your take on this because they, if you look at it, they play three good teams, and I, I put the Lakers in the good team because they are seven and six. Um, they also go to Milwaukee and Golden State to finish the road trip, uh, and then they get three bad teams in the middle: Minnesota, 
Washington, and the Knicks. So I got to think right now, if I, if I told you, Shay, they're going to go three and three or even four and two, would you take it right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's a caveat to it. I'll take three and three if we can get the first three. So we start the road trip off in L.A. with the in Lakers. LA. And then we go to Minnesota, which is actually a division game, right. not just the conference. And then we get a chance to to avenge a loss earlier on in the year to uh, to Washington Wizards. So if I can get the first three, I'll take it. If I can get yeah. more than that, absolutely, we're playing with house money. Yeah, I think so. I think if you can somehow win in Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, who knows uh, what might happen in Milwaukee? Obviously, they're playing good. They're second place in the in the uh, East, um, but. Uh, and then Golden State, you know, uh, you probably just, you know, if you can, if you can steal one from them this year, uh, that's that's probably probably good. But pretty exciting. Tell, tell us what else you've seen in the NBA this year. What what's really stood out to you? Any surprises on both ends of the spectrum? And 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 why don't you also while you while you got the mic, uh, tell us about Carmelo Anthony probably playing his last game or has played his last game in Houston and where he's going to go. All right, so we've got a lot of moves in the association. A lot of uh, it's a really exciting time. Um, big trade over the weekend. Jimmy Butler is finally out of Minnesota. Uh, so Jimmy Butler is headed to Philadelphia to join forces with Ben Simmons, my favorite player in the league. I'm biased. Um, Joel Embiid and Robert Covington and Saric actually head to Minnesota. Um, with that trade, it makes Philadelphia an elite defensive team, but it takes away something that they already lacked, which was shooting. So last year, Philadelphia ranked 14th in offensive efficiency, and they're even worse than that this year. However, they lack shooting. Other than J.J. Redick, there's nobody on the team that can really shoot the ball. But that brings me to my next point. Sean, you kind of uh, you kind of alluded to Carmelo Anthony has potentially played his last game with the Houston Rockets. Things just didn't work out, right? I mean, it's not a bad season. He's averaging 13 points and like five rebounds a game, um, but he's only shooting 40% from the field. He's done in Houston, but rumor has it he's actually considering joining the 76ers as well to provide them that lack of scoring that they have right now. So he'll fill that void potentially. Uh, the Clippers are also a, also a buyer, and they're after him as well. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake up over the next couple of weeks. Milwaukee is playing absolutely insane. Um, Todd, you'll know Coach – yeah, Coach Bud, that was down in Atlanta, had mm-hmm. the Bucks just on a roll. They go to um, they go to Golden State earlier this week, and they just they steamroll Golden State in Golden State. Uh, Toronto's playing <clears throat> lights out, um, and the Denver Nuggets are the surprise team in the West. Yeah. Uh, Denver's really emerging. They've got two or three young stars that are just really exciting to watch, and guys that can fill it up. Um, one last thing on the NBA. Uh, the season started off extremely wild. A lot of high-scoring games this year. I'm talking combined totals. You're talking 250 combined points in games this year. Uh, things are starting to kind of middle out a little bit as far as uh, as far as the scoring goes. But just not much defense. Not a lot of defense and a lot of scoring. It's really exciting to watch, and it just kind of speaks on the NBA brand. They're targeting more of a younger demographic that likes scoring and likes high high pace high-paced basketball as opposed to the traditional let me pound the ball inside to my seven-foot center and play isolation basketball. It's, it's a different it's a different game even in the regular season, and it's really exciting to watch if you guys haven't watched so far this season. Let's open the floor up here for a second, guys. I want to talk about that Jimmy Butler trade, and we've seen a lot of people demand trades, and the front office kind of just calls their bluff. We've seen people demand trades, and the coach um, – 
you know, the sometimes the player wins, sometimes the front office wins. What, what's your guys' take on on the way kind of Jimmy Jimmy Butler uh, kind of whined <laughs> and, and and babied his way out of out of Milwaukee or out of uh, Minnesota? Well, I, I thought I heard uh, from from people in the know that he told ownership, you know, once they they lowballed him on the offer, right? That he for months they've known he wanted out of there. It wasn't like it was a big shock when I mean sure. it was a shock the way he did it, the way he basically just showed up at camp and just said, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to be here, but they knew they had a chance. And they also, I think, I mean, they had some crazy offers, right? When he first kind of made his big motion, like he wanted to get out of there. And that front office at the, at the, the T wolves, not good, right? Because they got way less than they could have got for him. If they'd have made an offer, if they'd have done it quickly, it's like, they just kept thinking, ah, when he starts playing, he'll be fine. He'll stick around. I think, I think ownership there. Shane, is Thibodeau the GM too up there? Currently, yes. So he's the coach. Part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I think he he kind of said, well, "Look, he, he, either either we get rid of him, or I'm going to get fired because we're just not going to win, right?" So so Tibbs is known as a defensive guy, right? And you, you think of Jimmy Butler, and you think offensive, and you think all this in Olympics. The fact of the matter is, Jimmy Butler is a four time all defensive play, all defensive team player, right? Four times he hadn't been in the league that long. Every year he's a defensive stopper, and no one thinks of defense. You think offense when you think Jimmy Butler. And Tom Thibodeau understands the value of Jimmy Butler, and that's why he didn't want to move him. Bill, the Houston Rockets offered four first round picks oh my for God. Jimmy Butler. Four <laughs> first round picks. Yeah, that's crazy. Todd, what you, what's your thoughts on that? I know you. I know you're off off this weekend, kind of away off the grid, so to speak, but. Just your thoughts on that player kind of, you know, demanding a trade and, and pouting until he gets it. Well, I mean, unfortunately, in this day and age, you gotta, you got to take care of yourself. And for whatever reason, he wanted out. Um, as Bill indicated, he made it known that he wasn't happy. Um, he, I don't like it. I like to think of myself as, as a team first guy. But in this day and age, you got to take care of yourself. And um, obviously, it was in his best interest, right? Uh, I guess you call it wine, but um, his agent called it negotiation, maybe, right? Um, <laughs> but he's out, so he got what he wanted. So off we go. See, see, see how he does, right? Yeah, a little different. I know it's a different uh, apples and oranges, but Le'Veon Bell, you know, kind of holding out, um, and James Connors come in and, and and had himself a hell of a season, um, where it looks like Le'Veon's not going to play a game this year. Um, you know, obviously. Sean, He's going to end I saw him the scroll. I saw him the scroll. He's given up thirty-three million dollars. Is that is that does that sound yeah, right? Sounds right. Yeah. He, he is had, he going to be able to make? Is he going to be able to make that up? I mean, I, can his next contract ever make this up? I guess you know he's not playing football. He's not getting injured for this year. But yeah, but, but at some at some point, don't you think you just you know hey you you made your stand and it failed? Maybe I got I'm two wrong. two words. Des Bryant. You know he. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a tough break, Eric, for um, for Des, for the Saints, for for just the sitting out and being out of the game um, and, and yeah. trying to come back. And you know, I mean, Dell's thrown away guaranteed money, right? He's thrown away guaranteed money if he just shows up. But at this point, if he try, if he shows up now, he already lost the first ten games. He won't get that. Um, but if he shows up now, like Sean says, he gets hurt. He just jacked up a multi-year deal. He's better just yeah. sitting. Yeah, someone will, someone will sign him no matter what. One year less wear and tear on a body. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe he can play an extra year or two on the back end. I mean, maybe. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll sign a massive deal. So, 
All right, let's let's quickly. There's there's really only one story in college basketball, and that was the domination last Tuesday night of the Duke Blue Devils um, <laughs> over over Kentucky. Um, Shay, I see you kind of smiling from ear to ear. Bill's riding the train. What's going that, on? That was Bill's a, been on the train <laughs> since Mike Jaminski and Ernie Banks, baby. 1981. Uh, I, I, just, I just bet you were chew, you were chewing. I just, that's all I saw, right? 1981. I've been yeah, a. Yeah, they they uh, and it's you know obviously it starts it starts with Zion, but uh, Barrett and some of those other boys are uh, that's a solid team right there. Oh. Shay, what you what you think of those guys? I, Zion, they're 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 really really good. They're scary good. But here's the thing: everyone focuses <laughs> on Zion, right? So Cam Reddish. Who's probably the second? I mean, I don't know, second, third best. Is that the kid from Canada? Has already broke. Yeah, he's already broken the rec, the school record, the freshman record for threes in a game. He made seven threes in a game. Mm. <laughs> like we should just call him Cam Reddick at this point, because I mean, apparently he's a better shooter than JJ. <laughs> but um, and and I'll tell you guys this: you if you haven't watched Duke play, watch Duke play. Yeah, Zion's he he's worth the draw, but RJ Barrett is the best the best pro ready player i've seen in college in a long like in a decade do you think he looks that much better than bagley last year so so here's something interesting and and i don't want to be such a man child well i think this was coach k's best coaching job and it had nothing to do with x's and o's on the court coach k was able he knew he had bagley and he knew he had rj locked up to come to duke Coach K convinced two years ago Bagley to reclassify. So Bagley for basically reclassified and skipped a year of high school to come to college early to go to the NBA so that he could re- Coach K could really showcase R.J. Barrett because there wasn't room for both of them on the, in the same recruiting class wow. on the same team. Wow. That is pretty, pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, RJ RJ Barrett. I saw him. Um, I saw him at, at Nike Hoop Summit last year, and I mean, this guy's got all the tools. He can handle the ball. He can defend. He's averaging twenty, like twenty eight five and five. But he's by the end of the season, he's gonna he's gonna be a walking triple double. And he doesn't get the, he doesn't need the attention. He's quiet and he just kind of floats. It's almost like he's on skates the entire game. He just floats around. Hmm. Hey Sean, uh, who did Duke play yesterday? Was it Army or Navy? I can't remember. Um, I think Army. Yeah. So I was watching um, NFL Countdown, and the Duke game was coming on, and this is uh, Zion kid. I everyone's saying he's just you know a monster man child. The the first stat they they showed was he has one point seven million Instagram followers, <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> But but think of today's day and age of sports. I mean, if he turns pro, which all signs are yes, what I mean, advertisers are going to jump all over him, right? Because he's already got a brand, and he's yeah. just a just a freshman in college. So you know, I, I thought it, it was interesting. As you guys know, in this household, um, I have a my, my wife is a Kentucky grad, so so Duke <laughs> is a four letter word um, in this in this thing. And and Ryan jokingly said, um, "Hey, if I got a scholarship to Duke." would I be able to take it? And Ron is like, there's, there's no, there's no way in hell you're going to go to Duke, right? So, so, until just, he, until he gets that scholarship. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, just, but just to show you like the power of the social influencers and things like that, like Ryan is like him and his buddies, they're all over Duke. Right? You know, now that's, that's what you do when you're 17 is you, you pick yeah. whoever's the best teams and, and that's who you root for. Right. But 
he's just like, oh, the, the, you know. So I thought I'd, I'd back Kentucky. I thought Kentucky is supposed to be you know one of Cal's best teams ever. So we looked up the, the line the other night, and I said, let's bet, let's bet a dollar. I'll take Kentucky, and you you bet Duke. And he's like, I'm not gonna bet. And I go, it's just a dollar, dude. You know. And, and yeah, start him early. Yeah, you ready to go. <laughs> so, so I took uh, so I took Kentucky, and you know, and then when he woke up the next morning, he says, "Did Duke win?" I go, "Yeah, only by thirty-five, though." <laughs> Hey, 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 it's just it's just a shot glass. It's fine. Just hey, first first Vig is free. Tell him first Vig is free, Sean. That's always a good thing. <laughs> teach, him, teach him what Vig means early. Yeah. I love <laughs> have, have him call me. He'll have All him right, be so, a lot happier. So it's November 12th. Here's my question. Does Duke go undefeated? Pump the brakes. Yeah. The brakes. Even even this even this uh fanboy over here says, come on. 1986, right? Last time it happened. Yeah. Was it UNLV or uh, no, it was Indiana. Indiana? Indiana. Indiana, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's early. And even this Kentucky loss, um, we've said it before, sometimes you learn more from a loss than you do from a series of victories. So, sure, you want to be Duke and blow out Kentucky. Don't get me wrong. But I think uh, don't give up on Calipari. He'll, he's got talented guys. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be contending. But it's, well, there's, a long, there's a long way to go. That Kentucky team with Anthony Davis and, and you know, and the uh, – Aaron and and what was their last names? The uh, the twins. Shay. Morris. No, the um, Aaron and what was the three point shooter? Harrisons. That the Harris Harrisons. Oh, yeah. Harrison. You know, yeah. remember they rolled in to I was at I was at the game when they rolled in undefeated thirty four and zero and they lost yeah. to Wisconsin. Um, you know, look, Carolina I think's five in the country, right? Carolina's a top four or five team. Um, they they look like they obviously could go undefeated, but once again, you get eighteen or nineteen year old guys that start listening to their you know, when that 1.7 million followers goes to 2.3 by the end of the season, um, you know, it is kind of funny to look at, you know, it's been well-documented. Dabo Sweeney has all the, all the kids in Clemson have given up social media during the football season. Mm. Um, and Todd, after, after Florida's loss to, to Missouri, um, you know, three of our star defenders spent the week on Twitter complaining about the fans not being there, and that's, that's part of the reason why they lost. Uh, and they spent the other half of the week on Twitter worrying about who's DBU, uh, you know, after they got burned by Drew Locke for 400 yards. Um, yeah. you know, so, so there's something to be said about about discipline and maturity and not believing the the 1.7 million followers. Um, so we'll see. But let's let's just we'll we'll come back to Duke in a couple weeks and we'll see uh, we'll see what their margin of victory is and and when they start playing some some big teams because obviously we know they're going to play some good teams this year. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go college football. Kind of a boring week. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of big games, um, but eight ranked teams go down this weekend. Eight wow. ranked teams. The, the the highest ranked team was Kentucky. Um, loses their second in a row to Tennessee. Um, and just heads up 20, as, a, as a Tennessee 20. hater for myself, uh, Tennessee winning a couple games in a row now, and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're positioning ourselves for next year. So just. As Todd, you just said, pump the brakes. Let's, uh, that's, that's Tennessee being Tennessee. They're always yeah. uh, great at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, that well, – I mean, what a, what, uh, what a great season that's just turning, turning bad, right? 24-7 loss to, to Tennessee. Um, that that uh, pretty much knocked them out of a New Year's Day bowl, bowl which would have been huge, right? Yeah. Maybe not a New Year's Day bowl, but what is it, Power Six Bowl maybe? Power Six um, Bowl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. it's something like Outback or something like that. Right, 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 yeah. So that's yep. that's a big loss for those guys. So what game? What game had your attention this weekend, if any, um, on Saturday or any games jump out at you? I mean, there was obviously the Clemson 
was the marquee game of the night versus Boston College, which turned out to be kind of a, a, a nothing game? Uh, two games um, that jumped out at me. One, I'm, uh, I'm a SEC fan that lives in Georgia, so Georgia Auburn was uh, uh, was one. But how can you not bring up Oklahoma Oklahoma State? Um, <laughs> 48-47, I think uh, just going for two. I loved it. Well, pick one of those games and we can talk about it, Sean. Yeah, you know, that, that game started out. It was uh, Oklahoma scored, I think, uh, in the four plays. And then Oklahoma State scored in three plays. I texted you guys and it was 7-7 with uh, 301 off the clock. Uh, yeah. Then they both scored again. Um, and then one of you guys said over-under is 80. And I said, I'll take the over. And they hit that uh, end of the third quarter. Um, you know, and it just was a, a – you know, as exciting a game as it was, it's it was horrendous tackling. It was just horrendous defense. And it was just, you know, um, it's all good and, and well when you're playing, you know. Um, you know, it's interesting to say, well, the Washington General scored 124 points versus <laughs> the but they gave 160. So, you know, it, it doesn't mean much, right? Um, but it was a fun game to watch, Todd, for, you know, and, and at the end, like you said, going for two, you know, knowing that it was do or die, rivalry game, right? Yeah, I, I love the go for two uh, call. Um, it, it didn't work for him, but um, why? Why not? Yep. Um, let's look ahead to next week. Uh, probably the biggest game of the of the week: um, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Yankee Stadium. It's really one of the only matchups next week of of ranked teams. Um, I think there's maybe one more, uh, but that's a big one. I think Syracuse is up to thirteen. And Notre Dame obviously sitting at number three uh, with this and USC on the road in two weeks, I believe. Um, what do you guys think of that Syracuse Notre Dame? Is there a chance Notre Dame stumbles? I, I, I think this is the one. You think so? Ahead, wow, no, I, 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 I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I like. I think Syracuse is a good team, um, but I think Notre Dame's on a mission. Notre Dame's on a mission to get waxed by Alabama again in the national. Well, they'll, they'll lose to Clemson if they if, if it stays right now the way it is. True, they would be the three spot. They may lose to Clemson. Yeah, I'm, they may. I'm on Team Shea, and I'll let him. Uh, I'll let him go. But I think yeah. this this could be the week. I, I, I think this is the week. This Notre Dame team is not too far removed from the team that almost lost to Ball State <laughs> at home. Um, and but, and barely beat Vanderbilt, right? Andy, yeah. And yeah. Vanderbilt, and, yeah. and we talk about Syracuse, and you and you talk about Dino Babers and, and the high-powered attack there at uh, at Syracuse. This Syracuse team is one pass interference penalty, maybe one missed tackle away from beating Clemson. Almighty yep. Clemson, that's yeah. number two in the, again at Clemson at yeah. Clemson my again, dude. yeah. <laughs> So I think this Syracuse team is primed and they're ready. And, and, and Eric Dungy, a quarterback, he can scramble. He can throw it around the yard. I don't think Notre Dame can score enough or stop Syracuse from scoring. You talk about the Oklahoma State game last week. I think this game is going to be pretty high scoring too this week. Is, is that Dungy kid kind of Tebow-esque for you two Tebow lovers over there? He's fun to watch. The kid, the quarterback for Syracuse. Syracuse yeah. yeah, I haven't seen him enough to make that comparison. Um, yeah. I saw, yeah. The few times I saw him, though, I, I did like the way you know when he when he goes around the end and he, he stays in bounds, he lowers his shoulder and goes yeah, after he, the, the he does the defensive back versus stepping out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It should be a, should be a good game. Um, the question is, you know, Ian Book did not play last week. Devin Wimbush played against Florida State. 
Um, and I, I liked what I'm not a big Brian Kelly fan, but I like what he said after the uh, after the game. Did you see his press conference where, the, the, like, one of the first questions was, you know, so you know, with Ian Book sitting out this week and Devin playing well, you know, should we have to worry about a quarterback controversy? And he says, Yeah, we should because I think Devin played really good. In fact, I might start Devin next week. In fact, why don't we just start start the controversy right now? I think Devin Bush is. <laughs> He just, he just so that way. That way, you have something to talk about all week. Um, it, was, it was kind of funny. Uh, Ian Book, you know, sat out injured, and we'll see who they start. But my guess is it'll be Book. He went uh, angry, angry coach model. Um, that that the, and from that playbook, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but but it was. Did you? I, I I give him kudos for the social media play they did during the week. Did you see the uh, the, the the Rudy take where they wanted to wear the green uniforms? Did you see? that? I did not. I, I saw they were wearing green last week. So, but so no, their, their captain knocked on the door, and it was just it was just Coach Kelly at his computer. And the guy walked in. He says, "Hey, Coach, you know, I just we want to wear green uniforms." And he laid it on, you know, the thing. He says, "I think we wore blue." And he says, "No, this is for the team." And then the, all the seniors came in and laid their shirts on the on the desk, you know, like in Rudy. And it was it was pretty funny. And they came out there green against Florida State for their their final home game. Um, couple other. Go ahead, Todd. Oh, I was just going to say, I have a, a fun, which is really not so fun fact, and my another bold prediction. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out there. Um, North Carolina football, last 25 games, they've lost 21 of the last 25 games. Mm-hmm. Our, our old friend Larry Fedora, um, who I think is a good coach, obviously there's got to be a change made, right? He was an old uh, Florida coach uh, under Urban Meyer. And also, Sean, I'm sure you're going to bring up uh, game day is going to be where? UCF. Yeah, that's, that's my second. So, second I got two, so two comments. I, I would love to see them with a full week of game day and all the fanfare slash pressure goes to that. And, oh, by the way, a Cincinnati, 9-1 Cincinnati team comes, 8 o'clock at night, nothing to lose. Uh, I, I'd like to say that this is the week that the streak ends, even though um, Shea's kind of – he made a comment a week or two ago saying you have to respect that they've won – 21 games in a row, which softened my uh, disdain. But that said, I think uh, the train may end here this week. Okay. Well, that that's the uh, marquee night game. That's that's really the, the the ABC's putting their eggs in their basket. They're giving us some love. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit came out and did like a little "We're coming for you" and, and "We're proud <laughs> of you" and "Get ready" and "Get your signs ready." And it was almost like a "All right, look, we're just going to give you game day." And, <laughs> Um, be careful what you wish for kind of deal right yeah, yeah. i say ca- careful herb street what you wish for because how many signs are they going to have to ban or turn around that's going to be I, fun yeah well you know it, it, it's just i don't know it's it's kind of laughable every time a thread from a national sports pundit goes up that there has to be someone saying like we've got one national championship we've won 22 games in a row it's like you've got zero national championships but, <laughs> but you gotta stick to that stick to that script right you skip to that that argument um, so that, you know, look, Luke, Luke Fickle brings, as you said, Todd, a nine and one team, um, as, as Cincinnati's used to over the last few years. Um, now they're all starting to speculate which big 10 team is Fickle going to go to, right? Is, is Jeff Brom going to leave Purdue and go to Louisville now that Petrino has been fired? Does Luke Fickle take over at Purdue? Um, you know, and I don't think Jeff Brom leaves Purdue. I think, I think going to, going to the, uh, going to Louisville, I, I don't know. It's, I know it's his, I know it's his school, but that's a school in a tough conference. Chad, I see you raising your eyebrows. You think he goes to Louisville in a heartbeat? I think Louisville. He's already play, gone. Put everything they have into getting him. Yeah, I mean, I he played there. Gone. He's coached there. Why not? They're going to take him and his brother as well as the OC. Like, why not? I, I think Purdue's a, a a good job, but it's a stepping stone job. 
And Louisville certainly is not the Mount Olympus, but it's his alma mater, and it's I think it's a step up traditionally. Um, I hope Big Ten fans may they may disagree, but I think he's already gone. I think they're he's going to finish out the season at Purdue, and the ink's drying. So, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see if Luke Fickle can do it. One more game of note this week. Um, it's traditionally an end of the season game. It's probably one of my favorite games to watch. It won't be one that I'll have my eye on this week, but it's just always fun to tune into. And that's USC UCLA. Uh, they both wear the home uniforms, um, you know, the cheerleaders in their sweaters. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Calm down. Jeez. Best. It's the greatest. Football, is there a football game? Easy. Easy. The men of Troy. Yes. I speak the truth, Bill. I'm sorry. I, speak I know the you truth. do. I know you All right. Do. Let's finish up as we usually do, guys, talking the NFL uh, right now. Hey, Sean, can I call yeah. a timeout? Yeah. We, we, we have to spend a minute on – our Gators being down 17 points and winning against South Carolina this week. Somehow you glossed over it. Wow, went right past the Gators, Sean. Yeah, I just, you know, they're, they're – That, uh, that was a great goal. win. I know, you, I, know, I know you have a Frustrating lot of – Frustrating win. Uh, that was a great win. You're down 17 points. You have a Felipe Franks that's been booed by his own home crowd. Um, I think he was a little saltier than he needed to be by yeah. constantly shushing the fans. Once I, I thought it was good. The third time I was like, all right, you made your point. Um, but what a gutty, gritty, just never say die performance. If Florida lost that game, I think it would have hurt the program um, a lot. Um, going in the wrong direction, I think it's a step in the right direction, good for the future. Um, yeah, they, that was a that was a tale of certainly uh, not even two halves. That was a tale of three quarters and, and one quarter. Um, it was just you know, um, their, uh, their defense just looks porous. Um, fingers pointing every time there's a there's a big receipt receiver. The linebackers are pointing to the DBs. DBs are pointing to the linebackers. Um, poor tackling, uh, you know, missed assignments. We just – Todd, I don't know what's what's going on. And maybe maybe we're just better competition, but we have got no pressure on quarterbacks recently. And it's just been unbelievable. And, and that's just killing our secondary with no no pressure. Because we, we, Grantham usually is bringing a safety or a corner from somewhere to try and put pressure. But if they can't get to the guy – it just opens up so many gaps in a in a you know a zone in a zone coverage. So I'm going to borrow uh, what Jay said, and he didn't coin the phrase, but my my son actually had a spin on it today. He said, "Trust the process, don't rush the process." Right. So I mean, this is year one of the Dan Mullen era. Todd Grantham's doing great things. We have good guys, but not great guys. Yes, uh, we've taken step backwards, um, but when you do what you do in the first, you know, half and half the third quarter, and then you shut them down and score 21 unanswered points, um, they fixed a lot in that third and fourth yeah. quarter. So yeah. I agree. There's a lot to work on. And, and that's just what a great way to fire up your guys and have them keep learning by, hey, we won, but we still have this to work on. Let's go look at the film, right? Um, if, we lost, if we lost that game this, this season, although we're not playing for any championships, I think it would – it would have been tough to finish the season. Look, that game, um, that game, if you look at the, the way that game executed towards the end there, especially the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, um, it reminded me of Mullen when he was OC under Urban. Because here's what you saw. While you didn't see Lewis Oliver and, and some guys on the, on the wings, because um, our, our, our quarterback passing has not been as good. I mean, you know, once again, I'll, I'll argue Tebow was a fantastic college passer because the, the, the lanes were so open because of what the what – the, Urban's offense did, but here's what happened. You got obviously 
Michael P. Ryan and, and um, Scarlet. Scarlet just running like beasts because Franks and Tony were running like beasts. I mean, Franks running the ball. He's what? He's a 6'4", six, 6'4 four, six, four guy. He's a big framed guy with 6'2", 30. 6'5", 6'6". He's big. He's running yeah. that ball more like, like Nick Fitzgerald um, and running with some, some – you know, you saw him on a couple of those toss pitches where he was leading the, the blocking 15, 20 yards down the field. Um, yeah. So we'll see. That's you know? what I love about Fr- that's what I love about Franks. He's 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 a team guy, right? He's, yeah, he's feisty. He's out there blocking. He's feisty. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember though, don't, don't don't overlook the Vandals. The last time the last time Idaho came into Florida Field, they tied. Um, that's because the game ended after oh, one boy. play. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> don't well, overlook, hey, uh, Sean. Don't overlook the Vandals. Two, sorry. Yeah. Two <laughs> things. Um, two things. One is, and this is just a side note. Emory Jones. They're not playing because um, if they don't need to play him, he gets a red shirt season. But with Trask uh, tearing his ACL, he's on call. But um, it's just interesting that this this kid, if he doesn't play, you know, he gets a red shirt season. Yeah. And now, the future- listen, though, it's very interesting what they're doing. He can play in up to five games and be red shirted, right? Yeah, he's played yep. in three. So what they're saying is he probably will not play versus Idaho in case Franks would get injured and then they would play him some of Florida state and then they would play him bowl game. That way he has then all of the practice between the end of the season and the bowl game. Um, So it's very interesting. They're using him. And last week was, was interesting because Franks got injured on on one play when he ran out of bounds. Uh, South Carolina guy kind of landed on his back. Um, And there was a lot of, in my head, I'm thinking like, just put, just put Tony in the wildcat. you know, and, and don't waste uh, Emory Jones now. But and I, and, I, and I know we've had way too much Gator talk, but uh, Bill, stop me if we've talked about this. Van Jefferson, the Gator receiver, um, he is the son of former Chargers receiver, Sean, Sean Jefferson. John, that sound- AJ, John Jefferson. Is it John Jefferson? Well, if it's – Is it Van Johnson? Help me out, Sean. Van Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah, is, so that'd be, uh, that'd be J.J. John, Jeff- J. J. John Jefferson, right? Or am I thinking- okay, yeah. He, char- yeah. I thought it was Sean Jefferson. Nah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, great. Now I have homework to do. I'll look it up. Never okay. mind. Good, good transition to the NFL, Sean. Go. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's at the end. Well, actually, is there any football talk we need to discuss? Any, any EPL? Because my, my, my crew, uh, basically all they had to do last night was not lose three to nothing. Uh, and they and they would have advanced to the third game. And they lost three to nothing. Uh, and they are out of the, out of the playoffs. So, that was like the only score. It was the only score they couldn't lose like, by. Don't lose thirty-five to nothing. And that's all you got to do. And they did. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Atlanta United. Go ahead. No, no, for you, Todd. I think we got a. I think we say, have a United, little uh, match brewing here. Atlanta United uh, made the Eastern Conference uh, finals with the victory uh, yesterday. So, and Shay, I believe your thun- your um, Rapids is that what they're called? The Portland Timbers oh, made Timbers. the Western Timbers. Conference finals. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, the United and the Timber can meet up in the championship. That'll be fun. That'd be a road trip for the stare down, right? Everybody has to go. <laughs> Let's do it. And EP, EPL, EPL is on international break, Sean, so they're, they're off for a couple weeks. Did you guys happen to see Ronaldo's goal that was just like the touch pass uh, kick uh, 
from last week, like a, you know, the, the feeder in from like the goal line of the other, you know, thing. And it, as it was coming down in the air, he just put his foot up and kind of redirected it. And the goal is pretty impressive. That, that guy's pretty good. Yeah. turns out he's, he's all right. All right. NFL. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's the, uh, here's the, the divisional leaders right now in the East, in the AFC, you got new England uh, off a, off a bad, bad loss to, to, Tennessee, but they're still Tennessee, yeah. Still up in the east. Pittsburgh in the in the north, Houston in the south, and Kansas City obviously kind of running away with the not really well, running away. Well, they only got one game, up, one game lead away. on the on those Chargers. Yeah, look at Bill defending it. No, oh, my Chargers right there. I hate the Chiefs, not his Chargers. I hate, I hate them all, but now I hate the whole AFC West. And I, if I the season ended, if the season ended tonight, uh, the Chargers and the Bengals would be your two wild cards hmm. um, over in the NFC. Washington. I saw this uh, credit to Clay Travis. First time Washington has been in the first place alone this late in the season since 1991. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> and they have a two-game lead. Yeah. yeah uh, Chicago games. in the north. New Orleans uh, looking like a very strong team in the south. And the Jeez. Rams in the west. Uh, right now, once again, wild cards would be Carolina and Minnesota. Um, so Bill, let's start with you. Which game do you want to spotlight? Oh, I gotta talk about we gotta <laughs> talk about some Fitz Magic. You know what Fitz Magic wow. is? Fitz Magic is getting five hundred and nine total yards and three points. That is some Fitz Magic <laughs> right there. Five hundred yeah. yards of offense and they scored three points. Penn and Teller would say, How did you do that? It was it was I, I was just gonna ask, I didn't watch a game. How did that oh, happen, Bill? Uh, it's a, there was a pick in the end zone. There was a fumble into the end zone. There was red zone inefficiency. Two, yeah, that it? red zone inefficiency on top of that. Two missed field goals on top of that. Just kept going on and on and on. It was uh, it was as bad as it could get. And Cutter already came out today and said he's starting Fitzpatrick next week yeah. against the Giants, uh, which he may as well at this point. But because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the writing's on the wall for Jameis. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, maybe they're ready to. To, to, to get into the lottery and try and find a quarterback again. I don't know, but it was, uh, it was tough to watch. Uh, and I did because I live in Tampa. So I did. Right. Yeah. Shane, you have your eyes so, on yeah. I want to talk about a game, but I, I wanted to kind of touch on Bill's point. So the bucks played the Redskins this year, right? Talk about the Redskins being in first place. They're six and three. Yeah. The first team to score in the Redskins oh. game has won the game. All nine games this year. Not, not only that, wins. The, the, not only that, not only did won the game, they never trail. Whoever scores first in all nine of their games has never trailed. Think about wow. that. Wow, that's impossible. <laughs> so if you're playing the Redskins and they score first, you may as well just go home. Or if you score first, you got them. <laughs> never. That's trailed. a crazy stat. Yeah. Whoever scores first has never trailed the entire game. So that means the Redskins are. They're they're six and zero when they get the lead at halftime, and they're zero and three when they don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. So, um, yeah, that that one, that one was crazy. I, that one really stood out to me today. Um, you Good talk stuff. about games from Sunday, the Saints Bengals game, um, really stood mm. out to me. And yeah, the Saints are eight and one. They're they're a machine right now. Uh, the Saints beat the Bengals fifty one to fourteen. Drew Brees had a perfect quarterback rating this game, right? So Drew Brees goes 38 – oh, no, 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 excuse me. He goes 22 for 25. So he has three incomplete passes. His touchdowns matched his incomplete passes. He goes 22 hmm. for 25, but he ends up with three touchdowns. When has that ever happened? 
Now, hey, were the three were the three passes dropped or were they missed? Did he miss the receiver totally? He, he missed, probably he missed calculated two. where he threw it out of bounds, right? <laughs> yeah, <two. laughs> well, one looked like like a blown up like, like a blown up screen. Yeah. They were probably calculated misses, right? Yeah, throw, yeah. Throw, throw it was the guy's feet intentionally, so he didn't take a loss. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guy's on fire. What do you do? What do you do here with uh, with Drew Brees and the pantheon of quarterbacks when he's all done? Is he as uh, some people call? Um, I've heard. Stu Gotts on the Levitard show called Drew Brees the ultimate compiler. He's just going to play forever and compile a bunch of stats, but he's not as good as Brady or Manning or Montana or whoever. But how do you, how do you deny him? Uh, <laughs> you know, when he puts these numbers, I, I, I think it's hard to have a clear cut one. I think you have a group uh, of guys that are upper echelon and he, now and forever has to be considered uh, in that group. I mean, you could argue. Well, he's going to have you know, every stat, argue, Todd. He's going to have them all. He, he, that's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, he'll, he'll have he every may, stat. Did he have the teams the other guys had? Um, I mean, you, you take Braden, you take Peyton, you take Drew Brees. You could argue. Um, and, and, you know, if you're arguing Super Bowl, obviously, you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady wins. If, you know, yep. if, you're arguing, if you're arguing football IQ, maybe Peyton Manning wins. But – you just have to put a group of, all right, these guys in the history of football in this modern era are the, the elite of the elite. And I think Drew B certainly gets up there. Um, and the stats dictate that. But look at it, the way he plays. I mean, he's just just amazing. Just mm. amazing. You know, Bill, I think it goes, you know, there, I'm drawing a blank on the other name, but two quarterbacks from Houston that won the Heisman, uh, David Klingler and uh, – Oh, wasn't Carr the other one? Andre. David Carr? No. Andre Ware. Oh, where? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, they were compilers. You know, they they were massive stats versus yeah. bad teams. But look, Drew's is, Drew's doing it against NFL teams. I mean, so yep. you know. Um, yeah, and look, if he if he could pick up another Super Bowl in the next year or two, it could happen. Uh, pretty impressive what he's doing though. That, that, he might yeah. do it this year. He might. He might yeah. This year. Alvin yeah. Kamara is probably one of the you know probably one of the top five running backs in the league right now. Michael uh, Thomas is Michael unbelievable. Thomas is unbelievable. I mean, oh. he's. The number of touches and, and catches he's getting um, is just unbelievable. Uh, the Bucks beat them. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Fitz Magic, that game one, Fitz Magic, I think, right? Fitz Magic went into went into New Orleans and, and beat dropped them. fifty, right? Yeah, beat the yeah, dropped fifty on the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, and the following, was, remember in the following week they almost lost to Cleveland. A bad kick. Otherwise, they, yeah. they might they lose to the Browns. But they say what's the word with the Seattle? Seattle played played a good game against. Um, Against the Rams yesterday, they just you know they 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 kind of just ran out of time, right? Yeah, Thursday's key, man. So Thursday you've got a uh, Seattle short week, and the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, you got yeah. Green Bay and Seattle on Thursday, and that's key for uh, for a wild card spot. Seattle's both still fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah, both teams are because Chicago's leading Central right now. So yeah, or, you know, yeah this, Chicago's leading Central. This week's going to be very interesting because Sunday night's game. Uh, well, Thursday Green Bay and Seattle, as you just talked about. Sunday, a couple of the big matchups, guys. Uh, Tennessee, Indy. Um, Tennessee coming off two big wins, uh, playing Indy for, uh, you know, obviously holding serve with, with uh, we'll see what, uh, I, I believe Washington plays Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston plays at Washington. So that's an interesting game. Um, Dallas plays Atlanta, um, and they're coming mm. off a big win off over, over the Eagles. And this is kind of, uh, that is a loser goes home. I think if 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 Atlanta loses, then they're I think they're just they have no chance. If Dallas loses, they'd be perhaps three games back. 
Um, but then, but then they turn around on a short week. All three Thanksgiving games are NFC games. Uh, you got you, the, the first game is Chicago at Detroit. Then you've got Washington at Dallas, and then you have mm, uh, the Saints play the, um, the the Falcons. So, look, you got Dallas and Atlanta playing head to head on Sunday, and then those teams both play on Thursday. Wow. You got Washington playing against a division leading Houston team, and then they play on Thursday on the road. Um, and then you have Chicago Bears playing the night game on Sunday night. So they play Sunday night, and then they play Thursday morning. They're going to be some grumpy players. Think about that turnaround there. Yeah. Sunday night, and they probably go right to Detroit. I don't know if they go home or whatever. Um, that's an interesting um, matchup. Um, and, oh, by the way, the Rams – uh, who who do the uh, Saints play this week? Can you guys look that up really quick? Saints play. They play. Yeah, I'll look. Yeah, because because they play. Uh, I think they play at home versus Atlanta, um, but but I'm not sure who they play uh, on Sunday. The Saints are. Uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. at New Orleans. Oh, Eagles! Yeah. And Eagles now kind of in a must-win situation, right? After that, after oh, absolutely. That last night, trailing by two, they got to win. So it, it, that quick turnaround, it you know, be interesting to see. Uh, I think they were talking about on Bill Simmons' podcast. You know, what is the record of Thanksgiving teams the Sunday before that Thanksgiving turnaround? Mm. Just think about that, that Bears, you know, they play Sunday night and Thursday morning. You know, or Thursday at one. Or no, I guess it's a twelve thirty kickoff on on Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's well, a even earlier. Oh, one, yeah, there's a two. Yep. Obviously, guys, the big Monday night game, uh, KC-LA Rams. Uh, I believe the, the line's already come out. The over-under, Todd, is the highest the NFL's ever seen. Take the over. I believe it's 68. Take the over. Is that is that in Mexico City? Or yeah, I dream at altitude. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be kicking 70-yard field goals to boot. And, and you see that the, uh, the uh, Rams um, went right from Seattle to Denver. They're practicing in Denver this week. Nice. Get, get mm. acclimated. Oh, for the – yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I asked Shay a question about: uh, Is Russell Wilson is he like the perfect guy for backdoor covers? He never gets whooped, right? There's they're always like it's it's like he's the new Philip Rivers trying to catch up. That's when I was a Chargers fan back in the day. Philip was always you know eight points down with three minutes to go, and it seems like that's Russell Wilson's lot in life right now is always just chasing and getting close, but just not quite getting there. Sunday was the largest point spread that Russell Wilson has faced in his entire career. And he the spread covered. was 10. And he covered. <laughs> he just covers. That's what he does. Just throwing it out there. It's, just, it's funny to watch that. Don't, Don't ask. Uh, never mind. I had a bad joke about his, about his wife asking about the same question. I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, wow. Sean, my game of the week where you skipped over, uh, Bill's Jets. Matt Barkley comes out of nowhere, right? Beats literally. Literally. 40, 41-10. <laughs> By the way, on the Bill's Twitter feed today, um, some, shockingly, they released um, their quarterback, uh, Peterson, Nathan right? Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Oh, hey, Sean. Peterman, for, not Peterson. Yeah, that's right. Social media is you shouldn't do. Here's for your one of your next presentations. Um, Dirk Cutter. Did you hear about Dirk Cutter and his bit of honeys? He, they asked him a stupid question, like, what's your favorite Halloween candy? He goes, bit of honey, you know. And so somebody sent him a bunch of bit of honeys, and he was tossing them oh, out no. in the press conference, tossing them out this week, you know, before the game, 
having fun tossing the bit of honeys while after the game, someone on the Washington Redskins uh, social media team had him tossing out the bit of honeys, but each bit of honey was the shape of an L, like a loss. (laughs) (laughs) It was only up for a couple hours, and then it was taken down. (laughs) That's funny. That's good. I mean, that's, you got to have fun with that stuff. But it was a little over the line, I guess. Yeah. And we're seeing a, a social media do not do uh, right now happening in Columbus with uh, Coach Zach Smith. Oh, oh. Um, you, you turned me on to that. I saw it again. Yeah, tonight. just last night it was oh. just, I mean, you could not get away from it. It became a trending topic. This is the, uh, the maligned coach who was let go in the Urban Meyer scandal, the accused of, of inappropriately uh, handling his wife. Um, he was fired. He's the grandson of Earl Bruce, the former Buckeye coach. Um, and he came out yesterday and just guns blazing against Tom Herman, who was the former offensive coordinator at Ohio state while, while he was there, while Zach was the receivers coach. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, alleging infidelity and calling out his wife and very specific out- infidelity, not just yes. infidelity. He yeah. was naming places and people and yeah, it's wow. just a weird, weird blaze of, of glory that just and everyone is just you know all the memes of the popcorn eating i'm just gonna sit here and watch this and you know uh stop talking now and it just you know it's one of those ones that you know you know i i I said something that's got a lot of you know favorites on 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 twitter but you know the guy when the whole thing was happening Hmm. talked about like i have kids and how can you how can you bring my kids into this if you look at his twitter cover photo it's his kids yes and i'm like you know my comment was Years from now, when your kids take social media 101, the chapter on what not to do on Twitter is going to involve you. You know, like, <laughs> it's just been, been interesting to watch. So, uh, we'll hey, Sean, I got, I, got a question, I got a question about that. I'm, I'm a little ignorant, but he was arrested, right, for domestic abuse, violence, whatnot. He was questioned, yes. And, yes. and Urban Meyer, the, the rub was Urban Meyer covered it up, right? Correct. Um, or alleged, allegedly covered it up. And so then he was released. So I don't get, so now he's just taking his old, his old colleagues, his old guys he used to hang out with and saying, you know, something bad happened to me. Now I'm going to expose you. Yes. Whereas I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone exposed him, but the law. Right. Um, Right. And that he was questioned in urban. So I I think, I think Todd, well, yeah, you got a situation here where his, he's, his wife left him, of course. Rightly so, I would say. Right. And he's so upset at her, and it was Herman's wife who was kind of the help that helped her. She was kind pushed of a confidant. Yeah, her on, yeah. kind of said, you need to get away from this guy, and that's upset him. So now he's trying to get back at Herman's wife by out in Herman. It's a whole – like, it's, it's it's a mentally – this guy's got it's, mental. Yeah. It's, it's a more mental so I shouldn't I shouldn't try to – No, you can't justify it. Rash, no, logic yeah. has nothing to do with it. This is a crazy guy going nuts about a, an ex – his now ex-wife and – how it all yeah. fell apart. So, so Tom, so so Tom Herman is the collateral damage. He's, he's he, you know. Well, Tom well, Herman his was, wife and his wife Tom, too. Yeah, Tom Herman was um, was Zach's buddy, and Tom's wife was Zach's wife's buddy. Yeah. And when the whole thing went down, Zach's wife's or Tom Herman's wife, you know, kind of helped push, uh, you know, Zach's Christy Smith away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Rough. It's it's ugly. It's ugly. Oh, hey, but Bill. By the way, what's going on in this epic Monday Night Football game? How's Mullen oh. doing? What's the score? Is it still? Hold on. I mean, I mean it's 10, 10, 10, 10. Get out of here. Yeah, we're we're yeah, at 10, 10 with almost at halftime. Yeah, and uh, 10, 10. You got uh, over, over under over under maybe forty five. I'm not exactly sure. 
Actually, so, I am. Todd, we talked about Ryan texted me. So we, we talked about this a while ago. The taking the over in college football, whatever the highest over is, go over. It's like it's yep. like eighty percent accurate this year. I mean, you just win money. It's yes. just free money. The highest over, take the over. Now it doesn't work in the pros so much, right? But it did this week because I think. No. Nope. Did they not cover? Did they not go over the highest over in the NFL? Um, no, it did. It was Kansas city. Uh, I just, the, the bills jets, the over under was 37. Oh, and they went way over. And the the bills scored 41. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Taking the under on the lowest over under didn't work in the NFL. Yeah. Because the bills had, uh, the, the greatest quarterback of all time, Matt Barkley. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Crazy. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, boys, let's, uh, let's, let's call it a night. Shay, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, your boys are on a six-game roadie. Is that because there's something going on at the Moda Center? or? Yeah, we've got a couple things going on at Moda. We've got uh, 21 Pilots this week. We also have Justin Timberlake. 21 Pilots from this week. Ohio. Whoa. Oh, JT, I'll take JT over 21 Pilots any day. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, that's what's going on at the Moda this week. Uh, I'm going to do a little hip-hop nutcracker action this week as well. We're going oh, to do a company outing. What is that? Nutcracker. I believe it's called a bus nutcracker. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that uh, I didn't say that. Cracker. I didn't say that. Like, so I'm trying to think. So, like, I know, you know, how do you hip that up? I don't know. Maybe they're going to break dancing. I don't, I don't You're going to tell me next week. you got to tell me how it goes. Yeah. That's all. I'll let you know. I'll let right. you know this weekend. I love it. I they're going to sample a little Christmas in Hollis by Run DFC, probably. <laughs> that in there. All right. So. That'll work. Yeah. All right. Cool. Todd, what do you got going on? Uh, hey, uh, business as usual, um, but I am um, – I got a ride-along, but it's not with a manager. It's with a an apprentice um on the architectural spec side they 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 get guys out of college um spec getters they they call in architects and try to solicit their uh having us write their specifications and they also have spec writers and those are guys that are you know drilling down and actually writing specifications so i get to do a uh, ride along on wednesday um with one of our our spec getters so it's going to be interesting i'm i'm going to show them uh, my what i do um with the team and the company and uh just gives you a different perspective. So anytime that happens, it's always um, a good chance to not only uh, show what you can do, but also learn um, and learn by teaching, I guess. Um, You you don't realize. You have a chance to be that legend years from now when they're like, man, Mr. Meininger took me out. We watched an EPL game at this pub and uh, (laughs) we went to. First of all, Mr. Who? Mr. What? There's There's so many things wrong with that. First first of all, First of all, Mr. Meininger lives in Melbourne Beach, Florida, is my dad. <laughs> exactly. Second of all, um, EPL's an international break. You haven't been listening, so yeah, it's yeah. so flawed on so many levels. <laughs> so, but anyway. Um, and I'm, also, I'm sure there's uh, probably some brew pub that will have it on replay, and the Cheetah yes. Club. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, yes, yes. Um, and also, reflecting, uh, I think I mentioned, had a great weekend with my son, lacrosse tournament. Um, just good, good, good. Uh, when you have to spend two days on a road trip and Bill, you've done it and I'm sure Sean, you've done it. Shay, you'll do it. Um, it's always just fun and, um, uh, good memories and, uh, just, just hard to describe. But, uh, when you're, when you're taken out of the everyday element, everyday 
rigmarole and, and the family element, it's, it's, it's always a good time. So uh, a lot of gratitude to uh, have spent uh, this weekend with my son watching play lacrosse. Um, so it was good, good stuff. And I encourage everyone to, uh, to, to jump on those moments when they come available. Nice. 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 Bill, what's going on with you, man? I'm going to be watching Todd's uh, social channels to see how his uh, runner, <laughs> see how it goes with the millennial. Uh, so he'll have a blast. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love and I'm, it. Down, I'm down in Lee County right now. I came down early for a celebration, uh, one of our operations. And then I've got uh, seven one-on-one appointments, three classes over three days. So busy, busy. And this week here. on the real estate sessions? On the real estate sessions tomorrow, it's going to be, uh, oh, Derek Overby. Derek oh, Overby, cool. part of the original RE.net, right? Out of uh, the Bay Area. He's with Intero Real Estate Group, marketing guy. So Derek's, uh, I've known Derek for quite a few years. So excited to have him on the show. Awesome. Thanks awesome. for asking. Yep. No problem. For me, I'm heading off to uh, Dayton uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Thursdays are Dayton Bar Camp, Heather Haas and Andrew Sims, uh, the EO of the Dayton Board of Realtors. They put on a, a good up and coming bar camp. Got some people coming in from kind of the Midwest, Laura Fangman's driving up from Knoxville, uh, some other people kind of from around the country. I believe we have someone coming in from San Antonio, uh, someone coming in from Chicago. So it should be, it should be a good time. And I'll report back next week um, what we got. So guys, we got Thursday night uh, game, Green Bay, Seattle. We got some college football. The Mac goes overdrive on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. Um, and obviously, uh, Shay, give us, a, give us an NBA game to, to watch for this week. Uh, the can't miss NBA game of the week. What would you say? Anybody big coming up? I know I hit you on the spot there. But oh, <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm sorry about that, guys. Whoever Golden right, State's playing. You haven't memorized the schedule, Shay? Come on, Shay. This well, that's the thing is when you got so many <laughs> games. Only the Blazers. Only the schedule, guys. Blazers play Lakers yeah, next so, uh, Yeah, Blazers, Lakers. I got one for you I got one for you guys. How about we do? Uh, how about we do Wednesday night? I know this seems a little off radar. How about we do the Detroit Pistons and the Toronto Raptors? Kawhi, I like it. Kawhi and and Detroit. Detroit is uh, quietly putting something together with uh, an unconventional method of basketball. You playing two bigs as opposed to a whole bunch of guards out there. Are they? Wow. Are they? Are they bringing their closers in first? Be not playing their <laughs> Basket, basketball. Bill. Oh, basketball. he said unconventional. I thought it was <laughs> right. That's cool. all right, guys. We'll, we'll catch you on the on the social channels or on the text threads. And for all of you listening, thanks for tuning in to the stare down.